0: Welcome to That's Life, where I am sick of playing Frogger every morning with my life while I am out for a run, and I will discuss that with you in a moment. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Siegel Network, and the voice and face of my new little project, or not so new, semi-new little project, called Breaking Bread Oven on Instagram. This week, I had featured a recipe by Jake Cohn, whose new cookbook, Jewish, is um is literally the hottest thing out there. It's not even normal. And Jake was gracious enough to share my video and said he was obsessed with Breaking Bread Oven, which I truly appreciated. I'm a little obsessed with it myself. And um and yeah, that was a lot of fun getting that getting that kind of feedback from a guy like Jake was super super fun. So check it out. Check it out. Breaking Bread Oven. On Instagram, and you can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Yeah, so I alluded to um, the runners versus cars situation that's taking place. I'm sure it takes place everywhere. For me, it just takes place in the five towns. And a number of years ago, Ross Rothenberg from the Rothenberg Law Firm joined Nahum on the air to talk about a variety of different things as the weather is changing and people go outside and are exercising outdoors and he mentioned and he he specifically used a phrase conspicuous clothing clothing that makes you stand out as opposed to blend in and so i've always kept that in mind and so my running gear may not be shall we say attractive but it is certainly noticeable plus i have reflective tape yeah you know that tape that they use on those orange cones so you can see the cones at night i literally have a roll of that tape and I put it on my arms, I put it on my skirt, I put it on my back. There's no way you can't see me there. Plus, I'm not four foot five. Like, I'm a big girl. So I, I, you know, I should be noticeable. Doesn't seem to matter. Doesn't seem to matter. At least once a week, I am this close to getting hit by a car on somewhere in the five towns by someone who often, as a result of the... the. Um, shall we say expeditious manner in which they are driving and what they they seem to be wearing are on their way to shul folks i'm not the firmest person on the planet but i'm pretty confident god would prefer you be 2 minutes late to shul rather than hit somebody on the street that's just my that's just my two cents if i'm wrong feel free to correct me but slow down out there. I know that there's this whole thing about sharing the road, and I think that's great, and really that's that's meant for cyclists, but it's just me. I got no body armor on. I don't want to be Frogger. If you, by the way, if you don't get that reference, then I'm really, really old. But either way, folks, pay attention as you're driving in the morning. Trust me when I tell you there are a lot more people out there than you expect. Today's national holidays. It is a Dump the Pump Day. I guess that's supposed to encourage people to either buy electric cars or hybrids, um, or to limit their amount of driving, I don't know. From what I can tell and from anecdotal evidence that, uh, that I've received over the last couple of days, the number of cars that are out there, both in the New York area and, it seems, as a global problem, has so exponentially increased as a result of COVID because so many people bought cars during COVID in uh, response to not wanting to take mass transit. As a result, though, all of those cars are on the road. There are a lot of cars out there. Traffic is insane. It's insane. So I'm just hoping that most of those cars out there are leases and that those cars are going back and everybody's going to go back on the train. It's also National Garbage Man Day, and I actually want to thank my garbage men, my sanitation workers, because frankly, they take away a lot of garbage from my house a couple times a week. It's Recess at Work Day. Well, when isn't it? It's also Stewart's Root Beer Day. If you don't know what that is... Well, then you're not a Wallach. So shout out to all the Wallachs who I'm sure are going to be, um, shall we say, procuring many, many bottles of Stewart's root beer in celebration of the day. It's also World Tapas Day. If you're not a tapas eater, you really should try it. It's basically a, a it's a it's a fancy way of saying eating a lot of appetizers, but it's good to go. And um, and yeah. It's all, oh, finally, finally, it's National Career Nursing Assistance Day. We should give a shout out, by the way, to anyone who is graduating nursing school, who is already a nurse, who is studying for uh, your certification or whatever you have to go through to become a nurse. As my brother, who's a doctor, my sister-in-law, I should say, who's a doctor, always says, it's nurses who run the hospital, and that is the truth. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I am thrilled to pieces to be joined by Tamar Lustman. She is Candy Corner in Israel, and she is also, I mean, I, I'm only doing this because it's important in terms of frame of reference. She is also the wife of Jeremy Lustman, who we saw when we were in Dubai. And so I was so excited to see Jeremy in person, because obviously it's been a very long time since I've seen anybody from Israel, and I am... So desperate to go back to Israel, to be in Israel and also to see family that just inviting and having Tamar on the show this morning is a total
1: thrill. Tamar, good afternoon to you. Thanks Miriam. So so great to join you. Thanks for having me. And regards not only from Jeremy but also from Renan. I was with him five minutes ago and he said, Oh, how's Miriam? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask you I was gonna ask you um what um African countries you visited lately. But I figured we would talk about candy corner first. I can't imagine yeah. <laughs> you I can't imagine you've been in Uganda again, but with the Lustman's hay. You never know. So let's talk for a second about Candy Corner, because like many other um, areas of the hospitality industry, you certainly got struck hard by COVID.
1: So I have to say, Miriam, when COVID hit, it was right after Perm, And Perm is our busiest season, so we were thanking God that it didn't happen during Perm, but right, right after. Right. And I was concerned that how are we going to pay the rent next month? Like, Why would people in their right minds want to send gifts to anybody, like when the world's falling apart. Um, and so we had a few slow months for sure. But then after that, even though people couldn't get here, or I would say death because people couldn't get here, they wanted to send, uh, send their love by way of candy and chocolate and nuts and dried fruit and fresh fruit to people who were making backyard weddings or little 10-person bar mitzvahs, but you had now the grandparents who couldn't get here. And so they just didn't know what else to do. So, um, you know, thank God business kept going. We sort of pivoted like every other small business needed to. And we started sending a lot more individual boxes of candy that people would put out so that you weren't, like, digging your hands into a bowl of candy with everybody else uh, being so worried about con- spreading uh, COVID by contact. Um, And so... Our Hashem, our business has kept going. And then at the beginning of this year, when all the students came for their gap years, um, and then you had all the parents who couldn't come at all to visit their students the whole year, they again wanted to send birthday presents, or I mean, it was especially staff appreciation gifts as the year went on, because all that staff worked tremendously overtime, hard in all the yeshivas and seminaries. So we were seeing a lot of that.
0: Oh that is fascinating. That that I, that last part was a component I didn't consider is people wanting to show their Hikara Satov, show their thanks to those who have been taking care of their kids for a year. It it that I understood missing the birthday as I understood not coming to visit that all to me makes sense and of course the individualized portions that we have I don't want to say become accustomed to but are certainly aware of um, and, and assume that people are going to have at, at various smachot, like, again, that is something that makes sense for you. But, but for people to take the time to show appreciation to those who have been supportive to their own kids also, in my opinion, shows a change in mindset. We're no longer, or I shouldn't say we're no longer, but we're we're moving away from being terrified to being back to ourselves in terms of thinking of others and showing appreciation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We were seeing it on, on the small scale where a parent would call up and say, you know, I there are two or three Rabayim that have just taken such amazing care of my son. I want to send them something specific. That was sort of on the smaller scale, and and on a very large scale, we had the parent bodies of um, certain yeshivas, certain seminaries, who said, how can we thank the entire staff? And so, for example, for Rashi Yeshiva, the whole parent body donated towards packages, and we made 48, sorry, 58 packages so that each staff got the same gift, the same for the Amit school. Um, those were at the end of the year. Parham time, we did the same thing for Torah Shraga and Nadresham Maria. I mean, the, the parents just were so overwhelmed by how the, the staff took care of their children and really hand them throughout this, in uh, you know, scary year. Right. So, Unbelievable. That is amazing.
0: And what ha- how hard has it been for you to get quantity, for you to get product?
1: Really good question. So um, we had to shift a little bit, but... You know, candy, salt, most of the candy that we use and the chocolate and the nuts, that's all sourced right here in Israel. So there were times where we couldn't go um, to some of our suppliers and pick up our normal things like the mailing boxes because they were not, you weren't allowed to get there. So we had to be more creative and find more suppliers, but they were thrilled to, uh, to stay open and have our business as well. And so we would just have everything delivered to us. And then the other really important component and the reason why we were able to stay open is because UPS in Israel, which is who we use for all our next day or two- or three-day deliveries, they stayed open throughout. They never closed, not for one day, the entire uh, year and a half. And so because of them and they coming to us to pick up packages and delivering the next day every, every day, we were able to, to continue in our product, uh, wow. sourcing, you know, getting, getting it out there to everybody.
0: It didn't even occur to me. I mean, that they would stay open. I don't know any industry. I mean, I guess if I sit and think about it, though, I'd prefer not to go back to the early days of COVID <laughs> in my memory. But I guess, you right. know, I wouldn't consider them to be essential workers. But I guess in the American equivalent, they were.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, So yeah, they were able to stay open. Uh, Any sort of delivery companies were able to stay open. And so that really worked very well for us.
0: And I also imagine that a lot of your product or none of your product comes out of China, which is something that people are struggling with here is that they're not able to get goods because so much of our cheap goods and our disposable items all come out of China. And as a result, things are just stuck in port and there's, there's no way to get them here.
1: So, yeah, I mean, we don't specifically buy straight from China, but some of our larger vendors do. The places that we source our baskets or platters or things like that do come from China. So they, at the beginning of Corona, would say to us, listen, order uh, order now double or triple what you normally would on a monthly basis, because we don't know what the lag time is going to be. And so we're actually seeing it now we're seeing it over the last month or two when we want to restock certain baskets. And they said, you know, we're, we're just backlogged now. Wow. Um, so uh, throughout it, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, we pivoted a little bit used different baskets that were available, but um Overall, it was really okay. That's amazing. You're listening to
0: That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and Tamar Lustman joins me. She is the proprietor of Candy Corner. You can find her at candycornerisrael.com, and, of course, on Facebook. And I can tell you personally, I have used Tamar's services a number of times and have been super, super happy with absolutely everything that I have ordered. And anyone who is listening now, a special offer, 10% off now through June 24th, using coupon code nsn of course that's standing for the Nahum siegel network now tamar tell me july 1st july 1st the date we please god are all waiting for is when everything tourists groups individuals va- migrants who knows everyone's supposed to be allowed back in israel what are you looking forward to how is that going to be such an uptick in your business
1: so, yeah, I mean we're just so excited here in Israel uh this past week they They got rid of the masks anywhere. It was the masks outdoors, and now it's even masks indoors so it's so refreshing to see that thank God we're back to normal and that they're going to be opening the borders completely um July first there are groups, tens and tons of groups coming in they're coming in already and they're starting uh like i know maba it's is landing their first uh planes tonight here and um we just, you know, wanted to let everyone know we have a special line of summer care packages for all those kids that are going to be coming on trips, um, whether it's with NCSY, uh, who have they have tons of programs here, Michlel, Give, Kolal, all those, um, and any of the touring groups, Yad Biyad, Machafares. So, um, you know, we're, we have a special line, and you can find that on our website. Of what you would typically send your kid in camp, you know, fun a fun box of snacks that they can open up and enjoy either for themselves if it's their birthdays or share with their whole bus. Um, so, yeah, and, we're, and like you said, we're offering um, 10% off on those for the next, for the next week. Um, so you'll find that right on our site. And don't forget to use the, the um, Nahum Siegel Network, the NSN code. And, uh, you know, special for all your listeners. So we're really excited that they'll all be able to come on in and have a great summer. And hopefully, hopefully, if everything continues as it is and the corona numbers stay down, um, then the Hagim. We, we look forward. Miriam, I assume you're going to be here, you know, God willing, really soon. And uh, and everybody that was not able to get in, we're looking forward to a really wonderful tourist season uh, for the Hagim.
0: Yeah, no, so are we. I mean, in the- we are, please God, supposed to be in Israel in July. But, yes, my family and I are planning, with God's help, please, 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 to be in Israel for Sukkot, of course, that seems to be murky at best in terms of what to do with children who are not yet vaccinated. I do not know what that is going to right. look, what that is going to look like. But tell me also, uh, you know, you mentioned something off the air that you outfitted an entire wedding. What does that look like? I mean, what you're you're talking about how many boxes, how many people, and and what were they looking for that they came to you for?
1: Okay, yeah, so this was a crazy situation, Miriam. We got a request last May. Okay, so over a year, just over a year ago, a woman called me up from the States, and I thought she was ordering a few things, maybe for her nephew or her niece that were getting married here. She started talking about little boxes of candy and little boxes of, like, trail mix, and then fresh fruit platters and dried fruit platters, and she wanted to send the same set to a location in Jerusalem and a location in Givat Shmuel. And as we were talking about it, she said, okay, Jerusalem's for the Chatan, Givat Shmuel's for the Kala. And I thought, wow, that's really so generous of you. So so what's the Chatan's name? Because I'm thinking she's going to say it's her nephew. Well, she then said to me, you know, I'm not going to say the name out loud, but she said, that's my son. I said, what do you mean it's your son? She said, yeah, I'm in America. Both the Chatan, both uh, we, me and my husband, the Chatan's parents, and the Kala's parents cannot get to Israel. Oh. And so we're sending them all the goodies that they, we would want them you know, to have and make their Shabbat really, really special. And, I, and she said, like, I'm crying as I'm telling you this, but I was crying for her that the Chatan's parents and the Kala's parents could not get here for the wedding. And everyone had a personal choice on were you going to keep the wedding date as it was or push it off and all, but uh, it was really, really emotional. And uh, I guess, you know, we were just, Thankful to be able to sweeten the simha a little bit, given the situation. So, P.S., I did reach back out to her this May to wish her kids a happy anniversary <laughs> and, and make sure she make sure she has seen them. And she said, yeah, they they did get to come in in January and spend a month together. So, oh, my uh, gosh. But it was really unbelievable.
0: It is, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, there are so many stories like this. So many stories. Yeah. I mean, we just – I heard of somebody this morning who – um, whose husband died from COVID, who was buried in Israel, and she only now—and he died over a year ago, uh, probably like 14 months ago—she was only able to visit his kever this week. Oh, and, wow! And it wow. is, yeah. I, I, you know, we're going to be hearing stories for a very long time, anecdotes, personal anecdotes, for a very long time of of hardships that people went through. But I have to imagine, Tamar, not only because I know you, but because this is a true Mika Amcha moment, that you're being able to be a part of that Simcha and give some solace to two sets of parents who were not able to walk their children down the aisle. I have to imagine it was truly gratifying for you.
1: It It really was it really was. I mean, we like to get to know our customers and um, some people or most people do order straight through the website and and those repeat customers. We, you know, we love seeing that, but certainly over Corona, there were a lot more people, grandparents who would just call up and they wanted to talk Mm. and they just wanted to connect and say, I wish, you know, I wish I could be the one giving this gift to my children or my grandchildren. And, and i would say right back to them i also haven't seen my parents in 14 months i totally understand what you're going through so it was it was gratifying it was emotional to be able to um connect with with people that were all going through the same thing that is it was it, that yeah <laughs> it was a different side of the business um but i was i was glad to be there for people to just make them Uh, you know, feel like the world is a little bit closer together. We're all going through this, and and we will get through this.
0: 100%. And it also is just a reminder that this was a global issue. This is not something, and and I think it really struck us when we were in Dubai, when Dubai, and they were talking about how many hotels were still closed and and what um, necessary changes had to take place there. And it was just a reminder that, you know, it really is a small world after all. The, everything that we were, everything we were going through, other people were going through, and, and people whose language we don't speak and who people we've never met before were going through similar hardships. But to be able to to extract from that a, a kindness that people are able to show each other really is yet, I mean... There's tremendous life lost. I'm not minimizing that. But there were silver linings. And I am sure for that, Hassan and Kala, they're going to remember you forever.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. And, and another little anecdote is you're reminding me of this. You know, unfortunately, we did have shiva platters that we mm. had to send out. Um, and when they had to get there same day and we used our same-day drivers, there were times that our drivers would just say, this is for a shiva, I'm not charging you. Or Ugh. this is going to hospital, I'm doing this as a chesed for free. And and it did really bring out um, the kindness and the good meat out of people. A hundred percent. A
0: hundred percent. Again, you can find Tamar at candycornerisrael.com and using coupon code NSN, you can get 10% off on any order through June 24th. Okay, so now we have a few minutes left. And before we before we... Yeah. Disconnect. I need to know what changes you made during COVID that you're actually going to hold on to once COVID is really, really over.
1: As far as the business, or as far as the personal?
0: I mean, I was going for business, but you can share with personal. I there are <laughs> there are certainly things. I mean, you know, we're making a kiddish this Shabbos in celebration of the fact that the kit that the the minion that we have had in our backyard for a full year, more than a year at this point. Um, and have, they, they have not missed a Shabbos, we are finally ending it. And so we are making, yeah. yeah, thank God. Thank God for so many reasons we are ending this minion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, there was a conversation about how we're going to do this kiddish, and Stephen had said to me, Well, do you want everything individually portioned? I said, no, we're celebrating the end of COVID. And no, they're going to be, you know, it's going to be family style like we were used to before the world abruptly came to a screeching halt. But I wondered if, you know, people just like it better now. I mean, are you finding that people are not looking for platters, but the the whole idea of being able to offer individual portions of things is something you're going to hold on to?
1: Um, really good question. So, I mean, we certainly still offer it, but I think people are really happy to just get back to the big, wow, awesome candy displays, you know, that we do for people's bar mitzvahs. And um, so I think from that standpoint, it, people are ready. People are ready to just go back to to the normal or what we used to know as normal as far as, um, you know, putting out refreshments and candies and, and dried fruits and nuts and all that at, um, at Smachot. Um, but certainly there's there's as far as on a personal level there's just a lot more um sensitivity sensitivity yeah. to uh, to what others might be going through, um spending a few more minutes getting to know the people that we interact with <laughs> and our vendors and our u p s drivers and um you know from from that standpoint, I feel like people are taking a little bit more time to to care about each other and get to know each other um and also we really do. As being a family who made Aliyah uh, from his, uh, from the state so many years ago, and it was just uh, given for granted, taken for granted, that we'd be able to see our family, um, you know, a couple times a year, whether we go to the states or they come here. And now, having experienced not seeing them for 16 months, um, you know, it just puts life into perspective and and uh, appreciating the time. That we can connect with our family and and our close friends who are here and who are abroad. A hundred percent,
0: a hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better myself. Tamar Lustman, CandyCornerIsrael.com, folks. That's where you can find. You can also find them. On Facebook, I am so happy that you contacted me when you did this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this conversation you had was a good laugh this
1: morning, Miriam. Thanks so much for having me on. It was always it's always a pleasure to connect with you, and I hope I get to see you in July when you're here, Mirta
0: Oh, please God! First of all, please God, I should get there, and then please God, I should see you. We need the first step to happen <laughs> so the second step can. Please send regards to Ranan and to Jeremy and to all the Lussmans, and uh, continued good work with everybody.
1: Amen. Thanks, Miriam. regards to Stephen, and uh, be well. Uh, Stay safe and healthy and travel well whenever you can get here.
0: Amen. 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 You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and a full day of programming continues right after the completion of this show. Of course, the live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins at 11 a.m., and then the day is packed you don't want to miss a moment of our programming throwback thursday at one jm rewinds at four arab Shaba show at seven come on folks you know where you need to be you need to be right here tomorrow morning 6 a.m jm in the a.m malcolm Homeline returns at 7 40 a.m a rummy host saturday night seagull Motse shabbat 9 p.m Matas host jm sunday again every week it's unbelievable Unbelievable 7 a.m. Sunday morning. And we close today with Hine Elokanu. It is a new release from Shweki, from Jakob Shweki, off of his new album entitled To Life. Ain't that the truth? To Life, folks. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. (laughs)
2: The Nisma home, Bisho Sou Searchant Kibino Lois, eh, eh He ain't a lookin' Zek Kibino Lois, no He's the king of the